think as I've gotten older, my priorities have changed from I should do this to I want to do this. Mm -hmm. You know, like this would be good for me. This is important for me to do. Before I would say yes to everything and then figure out the time. And you, you, you run the risk of obviously always letting somebody down. Welcome back to Off the Gram, the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life, channel your inner girl boss, and navigate the ever-changing landscapes of wellness and social media. Oh, yeah. Woo-hoo. 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 Hi, ladies. Hi. Hi. How is everybody? Oh, so good. Awesome. <laughs> so good. So we are joined today by somebody so cool, so wonderful, so special. That we are just delighted to have her on. So Jenna Wolf and I have actually been friends pretty much since we like complimented each other's biceps backstage at the Today Show. Long time. Uh, yeah, ago. Long yeah, time which was ago. like really a moment. It, it was, was like, quite a moment. It was quite a moment. I almost remember it. That's I, how much of a moment. Well, I feel honored. I feel honored. <laughs> and and you were the first, of course, ever lifestyle and fitness correspondent on the Today Show. And then now you are the host of First Things First, a daily morning sports talk show on Fox. Sports One. I'm just going to run through the rest of your accolades. You're a certified personal trainer. You're a health and wellness expert, a motivational speaker, mom to two adorable little girls, Thank Harper you. and Quinn. That's all that matters. And you and <laughs> that your cute. That's all that matters. fabulous, obviously, <laughs> uh, your fabulous partner, Stephanie Gosk, are two of my hubby and my favorite couples to double date with Thank because you. you share our deep, almost unnatural love of hummus. Is yes. that accurate? That is accurate. That Love is where we last dined. Bowl of hummus. I mean, or as my mom, who's totally American from New Jersey, says hummus. Hummus. Yes. I'm like, my mom's like, you want to go to the mall and get hummus? Oh my god, <laughs> my mom does that too. Are my you mom, Mediterranean? You said Jersey. Now I got to beat my chest. <laughs> there you go. When we go to when we go to Paris, when we've gone with my mom, all of a sudden she's like, "Do you guys want to get a pain du chocolat?" And yeah. I'm like, "What? Did you? Just, what happened? I don't know why." Are they going to say Paul Duvance? Mm-hmm. I'm like, "No, no, but you're from Sacramento. But I don't know what just happened." But she's probably your mom's cultured and she's been around and I she's mean. Yeah, my mom's from New Jersey. Like, <laughs> well, when you say that, like that's a bad thing. Jersey. Sorry, Jersey. <laughs> don't mess with Jersey and <laughs> Megan. My apologies. All right, guys. Well, first things first, Heidi. I, you know, we always do our weekly catch up, and I know you had a topic you wanted well, to. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think it's perfect after listening to your resume, like not resume, but like highlight reel, um, because I like just can't get enough sleep right now. Like I cannot. I feel like I am not functioning, and like you know I'm a wellness person. It's what I do, and I know how important it is, and yet I'm not making time for it. So can we all like talk about like you're so busy, you have eight thousand jobs, and I feel like that's becoming not on your level, but I feel like it's coming more and more common in the world these days because everybody needs like fifty jobs to survive. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so how how are you making time for sleep? Like do you do you do you have rituals? Do you carve it out? Is it sacred? Yeah. I, well, my, do you sleep? I, so that's even harder for me. So I, my alarm goes off at two thirty a.m. every day. Oh, I what? work at three thirty oh. a.m. And the days that I have things after work, I always work out, and I'll work out before. So then my alarm goes off at one fifty, and I'm at the gym at two. Wait, what time do you go to bed? 4 p.m.? So that's it. So I put the kids down to bed at 7 and I go right to sleep and I have to be disciplined about it. And if I'm not disciplined, then it screws everything else up. Now, that's not to say that I get all that time of actual sleep, but at least I'm in a position where if I'm going to sleep, I'm there as opposed to being out or reading or the TV on or something. I don't sleep great, but I give myself a shot to sleep. 
But people underestimate it. They put it as the least important thing as far as when you're mm. listing wellness attributes. It's always, and then if I get enough sleep, it's so important. I, no, who gets enough? Who can say I get eight solid hours every night? I certainly do not. I mean, by the time nighttime rolls around or 4 p.m. rolls around and I've been up since 2, I'm a zombie. I can't We're believe you set your alarm for 1 p.m. Sometimes I'm going to bed at 1 p.m. It's like 1 a.m. 1 a.m. I need to know what gym is open at 2 a.m. The gym in my building. I was just like, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I know, right? 24-hour gym. I'm a ninja about my sleep. Like, I'm a ninja. I go to bed. The latest I go to bed is 10.17. And if it starts to be like 10.15, I'm like, no more questions. Wait, honey, 17. Over. What's the 17? 17. I don't know. It's just my magic number. I have programmed my body for sleep. And I get up at 4.47. I know my sweet spot is seven hours. Mm-hmm. Like, I... I Eight out the extra hour doesn't do much for me. Like my optimal, but you got to really know your body. Mm-hmm. For some people, that's eight. For some people, it's nine. For some people, for me, it's about seven. But yeah. I am so protective. If you ask me to go for drinks or do, I'm like, nope, nope, gotta go to bed. You know what's uh, funny? Seven for me completely throws me into a tailspin. Six is good. Eight is fine. Although I haven't gotten that since I was 12 years old. <laughs> but seven it must wake me up in the middle of like a REM cycle in the wrong place, uh-huh. and I'll wake up tired. But I. I'm a weirdo. So my husband and I both don't need a lot of sleep. And I do go to bed when I put my kids down. Like I will literally crawl into bed at 8.30, no problem. Like most nights, like I really do. And I also usually fall asleep super easy. But although lately I've been struggling a little, so I'm going to be talking about that in a couple minutes. But we get up, we jump out of bed at four in the morning every day weekends included, get up and go to the gym and like love it. And I know that we're the anomaly and I know it's kind of obnoxious. Oh, I'm in that club. But I wonder if it's that getting in a routine too because I'm the other side. I'm Christine. I don't have children and we have this (laughs) other side of the spectrum type of world. So I'm eating dinner sometimes at nine o'clock. Like last night, we were at the Smith at 930 waiting for a table. But I had a day that was jam-packed. I did more than, you know, anything I can do in one day I do. It's just I need that my number is like eight. It's like seven to eight hours. So I'll count or when I'm going to bed, I'll set that alarm. And if I have to get up like an hour later because I work for myself and so does my husband, I try to fit that in just so I can just so I can feel better and like be my best self. But it's easy for me to say because I don't have children. But I have my own brand, my own business, a home in Jersey. We have an apartment. So there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that we're juggling. But it's just like I feel like I can't do it right if I don't if I'm not running on on you know all my fuel. Heidi, can I make a suggestion? One mom to another. Yes, please. Get a babysitter this weekend for (laughs) a couple of hours. (laughs) No, like a mother's helper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because. I love it when people, when single people or younger people are like, oh, the, the weekend. I'm like, are you kidding me? I the, I dread the week. The weekend's yeah, so like hard. the worst time for any mom because you're just on call 24-7 and you have no help. And so we will, like George and I got a babysitter for this coming Saturday morning just to take why seven? Just to go do That's yoga. Awesome. Like we, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be like some big event, but like we just want to take a class together to get a babysitter so you can just go lay down and like watch like. Binge watch three episodes no. of a show and do you. No. I'll come babysit. John and I will come babysit. How's that? Yay. <laughs> awesome. Sorry, I didn't mean to scream through the mic. Yeah, I mean, I just like, I feel like the weekend is like kiddo time. So I think I like put a lot of pressure on myself to like do all the family activities and family you know, nap. Oh my goodness. <laughs> family nap. <laughs> right. But then I wouldn't get to do yoga. Right. <laughs> I do yoga when the kids when nap. When they nap. Oh. Yeah, I have yeah. twin four year olds and my youngest just turned two on uh, a week ago. Wow. So I've been like in the weeds and I feel like work just got really busy. So I've been up to like 2am every morning, like getting work stuff done. And then, you know, I wake up at 
six or seven, and I'm like, I'm a zombie. This, that's also this is also a bad time where right. you are with the, your kids' ages. Which once you get, at, I have a four year old and a six year old, and we're just now out of the tough spot where, you know, they'll sleep not late, but they'll sleep till five thirty or six, which for me is great. They can get up and go to the bathroom on their own. Like you're just in a tough spot with the twins, and you have a little one. Like I feel like you go through yeah. phases and stages yeah. where it gets easier and harder to sort of find those pockets of sleep, and then to take advantage of it and not lay in bed and scroll through your phone right. or catch up on reading. Totally. Like, if you have 15 minutes and you need it, take those 15 minutes. Like, mm-hmm. take advantage of it, I think. Heidi, my kids are nine, seven, six, uh-huh. and they sleep till seven fifteen. And sometimes I have to wake them up for school. So you wow. will get to that place. Mm-hmm. I promise you. <laughs> but Heidi, it hasn't affected your appearance, I have to say. <laughs> Whatever it is that you're doing. You're my something, friend. Something Beauty is working. Beauty <laughs> okay. That's going to be another topic another day. But. That's a good segue into yes. some of our favorite things. So, yes. Christine, tell yes. us what's up. So we do a section called Sweat This every week. And just talking about some of our favorite items and um, you know, things we're loving. All right. Heidi, what's your favorite thing? My favorite thing is, it's a little cumbersome, but not really. It's actually a portable steamer. I need one of those. It's portable. And this thing like comes off and I just steamed my skirt before we did this. So it's got water in it. Um, but like this comes off and it like packs up really nice and tight. And I mean, for those of you who aren't watching this visually, now that I'm getting water on the table, um, it's only like, I don't know, how tall you say this is? Four inches? Five, six inches? Six inches. Six inches. Like a Starbucks tall coffee cup. Exactly what it is. Thanks, Jenna. Mm -hmm. Um, And you just put water in it and plug it in. And you have a steamer and it like, it just packs so easily for trips. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, especially like, I feel like every time you go to a wedding, you're traveling for it and then your clothes look, you know, that you were so excited about are like wrinkled. And so I just think it's nice to have something that like, my husband gets so stressed out at hotels and he's like, can you iron this for me? And I'm like, no, babe, you're, you're a grown up. Like you can do that by yourself. It like, is a grown up he gets, thing. He gets so like, angry at me. You to do it. It's like a grown up thing. It can and be a long time. He'll do the steamer. Though. We have good housekeeping videos on it. Oh, so do you? let me know. <laughs> so I used to hang everything in the shower and just turn on the hot water. Mm-hmm. But then it's Does a, that work? Yeah. Okay. Depending on the bathroom. It depends on the bathroom. And the fabrics. Mm-hmm. So my first day on QVC, I was like, I had this whole suitcase of clothes and I get there and I was like, can someone from wardrobe like help me steam this? And they're like, there's a steamer in the green room. Like that's not how it works at QVC. It's like a little more DIY and you're there as the ambassador for the clothes. So no one's going to help you. And I was like, Oh, I should probably learn how to steam it. Oh. So, <laughs> downy downy wrinkle release. Downy oh, wrinkle. I use that on everything. Oh, I love that. I use that on everything. That is what is good for travel. Oh, yeah, the the spray, the downy wrinkle release. Spray. Yeah. Oh, flat. Oh, I don't I know the spray. It's probably though just to because I'm like chemicals. so non toxic and green. Yeah, that's, that's probably why you're not gonna like, spray it and then you steam. Yeah. It's good. It's good for okay. things like bed spreads that you're not gonna like iron. Yeah, right. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I need to find a green like version them. if yeah. it's not green. So but, speaking yes. of multitasking yeah. and being <laughs> boss babes, taking over the world, and steaming our clothes. And trying to sleep. <laughs> I mean, so our show's topic today is about kind of that type A dilemma. Like, I'll just do it myself. I'll do everything. I'm a multitasking freak, and I'm really bad at delegating. So for many of us, delegating can really be the hardest thing to do. And in, in New York, I find that it's almost a badge of honor to stay the latest at the office, send the last email, and go the longest without a vacation. I know I prided myself on answering emails practically when I was walking down the aisle. <laughs> Even my boss was like, stop. And I was uh-huh. like, no, you know, <laughs> because uh, to me, that was like ambition. And she was like, it's act, you're actually crazy and you're going to get burnt out. So that is the you're result. You're actually crazy. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> even my boss. But the result is burnout, you know, and yeah. I think it probably, um, like, like 
holds a lot of us back from hitting our full potential. And, you know, no matter how ambitious we are, if we're not really taking care of ourselves, like what is the end, the end goal? So we've invited Jenna here, surprisingly not to talk about fitness, even though we're all fitness people, but I feel that you're also one of the most type A people I know along with the four of us. So why not? You do a thousand things. You wear a thousand hats. And I figured you'd have a lot to say on this topic and be really enlightening. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I find that it is perfectly okay to be juggling a thousand things at the same time, as long as you're not actually juggling more than one thing in in any specific moment. Mm. Like I give a hundred percent. I try to, to everything I do, just not at the same time. So if I'm, if I'm on the air, it is hard these days, but I try not to check this during commercial breaks. I try to just literally focus on exactly what I need to do. If I'm with the kids, I try really hard to not deal with any other crap that is seeped into my conscious until I'm done with the kids. Same goes with work. Hey guys, I'm on the computer. I need 10 minutes of work. I can't, I'm not opening that for you. I'm not putting something away. Mommy needs 10 and that gets a hundred percent of my time. And if I prioritize that way, I feel better about taking on so much. Delegation is a completely different topic. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, um, being able to make sure you get to everything and check everything off your list. I used to feel like if I, you know, went to bed at night and I didn't check every single thing off, I was sort of a failure at it and it didn't feel like a complete day. We all just took a deep breath. Yeah. Right? It took me a long time to realize you don't have to, you know, the, the end of the day is not the end of your chance to get everything done. You can always, you know, there's always more time to do it. And if you've done the most important things, which is love your kids and say goodnight mm-hmm. to them and, you know, yeah. <laughs> think about having kids, you know. Yeah. Um, tell your mom you love her. Day. Call yes. your mom, yes. tell yes. her you yes. love her. But there's a way to prioritize and there's a way to manage without killing yourself, I think. And a lot of that comes from not doing every single thing at the exact same time. Do you, what, does that what make ty- sense? Yeah. And what types of things do you delegate? And do you have like a team as like talent and an entrepreneur? I'm wondering who you, right. how you know which lanes are worth your time and when you outsource. So I'm in, a, in an interesting situation. Both Stephanie and I are on television. So neither of us can say that either of us are doing anything more important than the, we basically do the exact same job. That's lovely. But I kind of. go to work <laughs> at 3 a.m. and I'm done at 9.30. So I have the whole day. So a lot of people forget that I've just worked an entire day yeah. and it's, well, make sure you get to school and get the brownies made for the kids and pick up and dry cleaning and I got to do this and this I got to go to the DMV and and I end up doing everything that the house needs on top of also working Mm. and sometimes I feel like when I pass something along to Stephanie it feels like well I have to work until seven when am I supposed to do this and then I feel guilty and I say forget it I'll just do everything you should say you should wake up with me and do everything everything done (laughs) so I it's not so much that I have a hard time delegating. I have a hard time being patient, waiting for them to do it. Mm-hmm. And I just say, forget it. I'll just do it myself. You know, I can wait for you to do the dishes, which you'll do at some point tonight. Or I'll just say, forget it. I'd, I'd rather just do it myself. And that's what I'm working through right now, being able to give someone the time to do something for me, let mm-hmm. them learn how. So I'm not mm-hmm. so controlling over how something is done. Just yeah. be happy that it gets done. Does I that make sense? Yeah, totally. I, I struggle with that a lot. It's like, I'll just do my, I have the, I'll do it myself syndrome. It's, it's just, a lot of letting go to learn that. It's like a skill to learn, to like it's let hard. go of yeah. control. It's control, of right? Of course it's control. Yeah. That's what the type A person deals with all the time is being able to relinquish some of that. 
-hmm. let someone else help you, even if they're not going to do it the same way you do it. Mm -hmm. You have to be okay with that. It's taking years of therapy. I'm still going to go. <laughs> totally years kids of Kids have been breaking me of that, though. Like, now my, my kids are nine, seven, and six, and I like a made bed. And it was really hard for me to stop making their beds and to delegate that job. I mean, and granted, it saves me about 13 minutes in the morning. Not that I have clocked my morning <laughs> precisely, but they make their own beds now. Am I totally satisfied with how their beds are made? Are there wrinkles on the beds and crazy pillows and mismatched sheets and pajamas underneath the covers? Yes, mm -hmm. but I've had to learn to be okay with that. I also discovered Betty's, which is a zip-up bedding system that makes oh. it a little bit easier for them to make it pretty neatly. Mm -hmm. It's almost mm -hmm. like a sleeping bag that goes on top of the mattress. But I saw that at a place we were staying. It was oh, like in a hotel. Maybe. For, they had like bunk beds for a kid's oh, room. Oh, yes, yes, like yes. Yes, it was invented by a, a mom, two mom friends, for to make making bunk beds easier. The but kids they also loved do, them. You will love this. Loved because it, They have bunk beds. Oh, my gosh. You need Betty's. It empowers kids I to make to their own bed. I from the ceiling fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes. That's why she invented that. Every time it comes around, I just pull up a little bit more. Yes. Oh, my gosh. This will change your life. I'm so happy to introduce you to this because it made it okay for me to empower them to make their beds. And it's important for them to be empowered to make their beds. Yes. But that's just an example of some of the control I've learned to give up and the delegating I've learned to do as a mom because kids really kind of teach you that you can't actually control anything ever. Mm, yeah. That is true. They are, yeah, they yeah. are a good equalizer. They are. Yeah. And this actually leads into one of my questions for you, Jenna, because I feel like every time I turn on the TV, I see you and you're doing something different and it's amazing and inspiring. And I'm like, how does she do everything? <laughs> um, well, it looks like you do. So yay. Thank you. Um, but thanks for being real. So I guess I just wanted to know, like, what's your – do you have a filter, like, in terms of, like, how you can weed – like, yeah, I'm going to say yes to this and no to this. Or is, like, everything a decision? Or do you have, like, clear-cut filters? Because obviously you have offers to do things all the time because you're doing so many. So how do you – when you decide what to say yes to and what to say no to, is there, like, a, a hard and fast – rule that you go by or is each thing case by case? I think as I've gotten older, uh, things, my priorities have changed from I should do this to I want to do this. Mm. You know, like this would be good for me. This is important for me to do. So I choose my products now or my product, my projects now based on, you know, what makes me feel good intrinsically, what's important to me, what's important to my kids. Um, what I have time to do before I would say yes to everything and then figure out the time. And mm -hmm. you, you, you run the risk of obviously always letting somebody down. Um, and trying to manage time is really the, the toughest thing with all of this. But I think that we are moving towards, you know, every, I mean, it seems like every time I turn on social media, there's a new, have you seen this to simplify, mm -hmm. to simplify your life, but it's more complicated. Yeah. Like, they give you something in an effort to simplify your life, but you have to buy it and download it. And it's got to have a Bluetooth and it's got to pull from here and there. So this year I sort of went into this idea that I was going to really, really go back to basics with everything, with the way I eat, with the way I train, with the way I work out, trying to do with the way I sleep, with the way I parent. Um, and it has been hard, really tough, but it's also helped me make decisions, like decide what I'm going to do and what I'm not going to do. Like, I ha I'm giving a keynote address at uh, for Cornell University. <gasps> That's where out. I went. Really? Yeah. Go Big Reds. Awesome. <laughs> In January. And I'm doing it because my brother went to Cornell and it makes me feel good. Whereas I got asked to do this, um, to sit on this panel of something else, which was a financial panel. I had nothing. It, it didn't make me feel better about myself. I wasn't going to learn very much. And it was just like a sort of an afterthought that I was asked. And I said, you know what? 
I'm okay saying no to this. I'm going to take the time I would have spent to prepare for this and do something else and feel good about the something else that I choose. So I, I, you know, instead of taking all these insane classes now, which there are, you turn around and there's a new gym class every day. Mm-hmm. I, I started running. I've never run before. Oh, I'm a runner. Went out to your <laughs> I'm a runner. Christine's a super fan, but almost too, too much. I have to balance it out. So I've never done it. So I went out and I'm, it's just me and like a pair of running shoes. Yeah. And it Don't felt good it. to do something that was uncomfortable, but also really simple. Mm-hmm. Similar with the way I eat. I used to look for all these different fads and I was trying new things and, you know, this diet and that, and this had this, this kind of food. And if I eat at this time and intermittent fast and I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm intermittent just, fasting. Which <laughs> let me just take a step back and do the things that I used to do. And yeah. so it, it all kind of works into how I manage my time how I pick the things I decide to to pick from. So that's really helps me. It's really interesting. I think a lot of us almost like it crescendos to this breaking point. It's like there's only so much type A you can like have and you can, there's only so much stress you can manage. And then eventually it has to break and then you just kind of settle back to basics. And I think it's a common theme and I've definitely done it myself. I do think kids helps, having kids helps because I think that it is, it absolutely um, is it insists that you that you live that way, where you get a little bit more back to basics. But I think it's really smart. I just wanted to ask you more, just on the business tip, because you are you have such long standing success, and I do wonder what came first, right? So was the fitness interest first? Because when you came on to the Today Show, you really came on as kind of the first of your kind. So how did you kind of? We actually just talked to Anna Kaiser, who um, of course it's just like one of the revolutionaries of fitness. And you kind of are in your space as well. And I'd love to know a little bit about your trajectory of your career and how you kind of beat down some of those doors. So it it wasn't. The Today Show was 13 years after I got into television. I was a sportscaster in the way beginning. I went to Binghamton. Yeah. And I wanted to be a newscaster. And I went to my news director and said, you know, I'm ready. I've been interning for God knows how long I'm ready. And he's like, we don't have any news jobs opening. We have a sports job. Hmm. And I was like, okay, I'll I'll take it. Like, I I was just focused. Of course. (laughs) I always said yes. I said yes to everything. I was like the Jim the Jim Carrey movie yes. role. That was me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I said yes to everything. And I went home and I studied sports like I was studying for the Aww. SATs. And I learned my career is what I kind of call it. And I was successful. And I did sports for 13 years because I, I was I was the you know, there's two kinds of people. There's the people that are gonna make it and then the people that just aren't. They're okay with someone telling them no. Were you an athlete? Did you I was an athlete, but I didn't know anything about sports. Okay. I played volleyball, I played soccer and softball and ever everything. But I wasn't I was athletic, but I didn't know anything really about sports. I learned the craft, I learned the business, I worked all over the place, then I got to New York. I had two goals. I wanted to get to New York City, WABC or WNBC or WCBS, one of the big ones, by age 25. And I wanted to get to the network, the Today Show or GMA or any of those, by age 30. That was it. And I made those goals when I was 15 years old. That's and it, incredible. And it was these wow. lofty, ridiculous goals. And um, at age 24 and a half, I got to WABC. I did weekend sports That's there. Awesome. She's got full body chills. <laughs> thank you. I love it. And I had done sports for uh, 12 years, and they were getting ready to re-sign me at WABC. And I was 29 and a half, and the Today Show called. And no. they offered me a job at the Today Show as the weekend host. I'd, n- I'd never done news before. I wanted to, but then I did. I was derailed, and I did sports for 12 years. And I figured, what well, if I learned sports, I, I could learn news. Um, so I did it for a while. Uh, the show, The Biggest Loser, they yeah. wanted me to come on and work with them. And I had to get certified. And I went through the certification and I fell in love with it. And I fell in love with this concept of being able, you know, of all the things in life that you can't change, the one thing that we actually can change yeah. as hard as it is, is our bodies. Sure. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I loved working with someone and I fell in love with the transformation of two different people. The person that feels like they are, you know, bracketed by boundaries. And then the person that sort of breaks free and is able to like figure out how to change their life. And I was like, I want to be a personal trainer. I did that for a little bit. The Today Show said, we don't have anyone like this. Why don't you do this for us? And, um, and I started doing it for the Today Show, which was great because it was a national stage. People saw it and I got tons of just love from people who had questions and who wanted to learn more because you can ask the same question. Well, how do I change my body a thousand different ways? And Mm -hmm. I can give you a thousand answers and you'll wake up tomorrow and have like yet more questions about Mm -hmm. it because we're on this endless search to figure out how, you know, how to change successfully. I love that when I was the fitness director of self magazine, I did the weekend. I was the fitness expert in that scenario. And I did several Saturday morning workouts with you. And I'd always be like, Oh man, she's so fit. (laughs) Like let's do a push up contest now. But see, that was my outlet. I I mean, everyone goes to something different. And when I'm stressed, the, and 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 you know, you are bundled with anxiety and you have so much to do and you don't know how you, there's no release there. You don't know how to get it. I work out and the sweat calms me down. And for some people it's eating and for some people it's, you know, getting on the phone and talking or going out or having a drink or whatever it is. If you can harness and make it a good release. And for me, it was always working out, which I found that the more I did it and the better I got at it, I could share that with other people. And that's how I started training. It was obvious to me, though, that you were a body fitness person, like the the interest that you took in the segments and the way you moved your body. I mean, it you were a Thank pro you. before you were a pro. Oh, gosh, that's such a nice thing. To I need say. to dig I up some really of the segments. I, th- so I think I made you do weird things it. with like sandbags and <laughs> I am not. I probably loved it. it was yeah. probably, like, no, the you best did. That, yeah. well, and I did. I do a lot of fitness segments on TV and I never really had anybody be so into it. Awesome. I'd be well, like, more, more, bring it. What we used to do with the Today Show is that the anchors would say, oh, just bring me a pair of sneakers. And I was like, I need a full change. Right. I'm going to need spandex. Right. I need a sports bra. I'm going to need right. three different t-shirts, stats. stats. And so, you weren't yeah, phoning it in. Like you were. That's awesome. We did some with Lester too. I mean, we had fun. Uh-huh. We, we had a lot of yeah. fun. Well, you were saying bring it back to basics. Yeah. Uh, do you find also with everything happening with social media, I think we've talked about this a ton on our podcast, but it's just so oversaturated with the bells and the whistles and the frills and going back to basics really does, it might be better for your body too, instead of trying to go in so many different directions with all these different trends. There's been so many, these sort of niche avenues where fitness is going that yeah. only really work one specific body part, you know, box gyms are a thing mm-hmm. of the past. So now it's like, well, let's do, you know, this is a treadmill workout, or this is just a bike workout, or this is just a lifting program or just yoga. And I kind of scrapped it all. Just and I, yoga. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I go back to what I started with, which yeah. was body weight exercises. I traveled all the time for the Today Show. I found myself in, a ho- if I'm in hotel yoga. rooms all the time. You're right. Um, and I, I do only body weight stuff now. And I've built up muscle and I have gotten so strong just with the, you know, 128 pounds of mass that I carry around. And with as me we get older too, day. that helps with our bones and yeah, um, I'm finding all of it. running I have with to all say, Running, I, do the I saw the, the, this woman I met yesterday had the most insane body. And I'm like, I just have to ask, like, what's your workout? She's like, well, I just do 100 push-ups and 100 squats every day. No. And I walk. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn. But okay, that could be genetic. That's some serious so, back to basics. She, I, did you no, ask how she eats? She probably eats, she probably eats pretty clean yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it is amazing what like mm-hmm. some squats and push-ups on its own can really do. Totally. Right. I mean, her arms were beautiful. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I don't have beautiful arms, but my arms sure are definitely no, cut. You... And it, I, I don't lift weights. I really do not lift a weight. It's all I've figured out ways to work. I can work every single muscle group with 
you know, hardly any space, hardly any time, mm-hmm. hardly any equipment. There's ways that we could all do it. It's well, just the excuses kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Will there be like a Jenna Wolf workout coming out? Oh, we're not even talking about workouts today, but I get excited <laughs> yeah, talking about totally. it because it's just, it's fun and exciting. And for people yeah. that's for somehow, some way yeah. aren't on board yet, it's so important, especially at our age. You guys are young, but when no, you get to we're right all now, no, around no. the same age. What's your diet like? Mm. Back to basics. Yeah. So I went, <laughs> I, I, I did. I, so I, interestingly, I went back to basics. Mm-hmm. I've reintroduced carbs into my diet because <gasps> I found that, yeah, I mean, <laughs> not that I wasn't eating them, but I was so careful about sidestepping mm. specific food groups and I'm not anymore. So I do a, some semblance of intermittent fasting. I get to work at 3 a.m. I'm off the air at 10 a.m. So I try not to eat until I get off the air, which is a long time mm-hmm. to eat up yeah. and go an entire day of work yeah. without eating. But I'll do uh, for the most part. I do six to ten, where I'm. I'm. And will you do black coffee during that period? I will. And I'll put almond milk. I give myself fifty calories. If it's more, it's more. And if there are days that I'm hungry in the morning, well, then that's my body saying today it's not working for you. Mm -hmm. You need to eat Mm -hmm. something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I had no time before I came here. I got up at two. I read. I ran to work for seven hours. I um, ran to get my kid who was sick. I ran oh. her home. Oh. I had to go pick up two things. I mailed 300 Christmas cards. I mean, I did wow. not stop. Damn, girl. So I Thank walked. you for coming. <laughs> yeah. She's not type A. Not but I didn't have a second to myself. And I, even though I don't always love to do this, I picked up a sandwich, which wow. would be so out of the realm of anything I would do. And I ate the sandwich on the way over here. Didn't feel guilty about it. Didn't feel bad about it. I, I was healthy for the most part, but that's what I was able to do. That's what I had time for. Mm -hmm. And that's where I kind of let myself, you know, go back to the way I used to eat. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, simple, you know, a lot of what we're supposed to eat, you know, a lot of proteins and a lot of vegetables. And if I want to eat something sugary every once in a while, I absolutely let myself. So would you call it like intuitive eating? I would call it smart comfortable eating but if you ask me again in like eight minutes i'll probably come up with something even more creative and witty than that but it's you know it's hard with kids if you have kids it is very hard the food is everywhere if i make one more sun butter and jelly sandwich Mm, on delicious bread shoot me it's so so hard jb and i were actually talking about the whole like eating the leftovers of your children's plates thing do you ever like with that i did a whole segment on the today show where we added up the calories of all the scraps Mm. you'll eat from your kids off their plate a bite of mac and cheese, a, the end of a squeezy, like the yeah. crust of, you know, and, and how much exercise you would have to do to make up for that. Because you for, you don't realize, like making lunches for your kids, mm-hmm. how, how many extra calories you're consuming yeah. every day just doing that. The intermittent fasting helps because it forces you to lock that in. I've only been doing it for like eight days. Oh. So, you know. <laughs> Um, I read some good research, though. So, of course, I was intrigued about giving your digestive system a break. And it was a small study. It was like 19 people. But I'm still curious. So I do something that is very unconventional, not very popular, and it is surprisingly not that hard. I fast on Mondays. I don't eat at all for the whole for the huh, whole day. Wow. And then the rest of the week, I, that's why I give myself a little bit more dirt. And I find that I'm, I'm getting the satisfaction of if I want a cookie at night, I'll have a cookie. If I want to pick something, I pick something. And I, and you know, you save those calories on Monday and I kind of disperse them throughout the course of the do week. It's work, not nearly as hard as Do you as work out on Mondays? I do. I have water. I have water and coffee. I have coffee, coffee and tea. Or with almond milk. Almond milk, yeah. What is, your, what is your wife like in terms of exercise and diet? Okay, so she's, how they say, normal. Um, <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. She'll go out for dinner and she'll be like, I'm in the mood for a cheeseburger. I'm like, so what are you going to get? She's like, a cheeseburger. That's I was like, I've been in the mood for a cheeseburger since birth. Like, right. I don't think I've ever been like, let me 
get the cheeseburger, right. please? Yeah, just right here would be great. <laughs> totally. Or she'll eat like a steak and a bottle of red wine and a baked potato. I'm like, wow. who are well, you? I think I might be her. I know. You probably <laughs> Except I intermittent fast for eight days in the morning. <laughs> Is she type A too? Like, are you guys, and how does that work with you guys together? Like, it's hard. As a couple, yeah. It's hard. She's type A with work. She's type F with, like, raising oh. the kids. Mm-hmm. She's just like, let it happen. Yeah. Whatever happens, happens. That's how I am with the kids. With the kids? George, my husband's the type A one. I'm, I'm way more. psycho with my children. I see. I'm, I'm not. Psycho. I'm not. I'm not either. I mean, we were just I'm talking really before. Not. My husband is the one sending a, a, an email to the math teacher because he's concerned that my daughter. And I was like, oh, that was a good idea. That's so oh, wow. I'm so happy to hear that Jamie is not type A about something. I know. It's kind <laughs> of amazing. Totally. Yeah. No, like, I'm, I'm up on, like, the things I need to, like, yeah. I mean, forget it. School. Like, I can tell yeah. you that the Department of Education, like the public school um, kindergarten applications opened yesterday oh, yes, at like 12 did. o'clock at 12.01. I was like, ding, 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 ding. I get my, I get my, I know it doesn't matter when you get it uh, in as long as you get it in by the deadline. Yeah. I have like a month and a half, yeah. but it's done. You know, it's yeah. like, off your plate. I have the paperwork done, mm-hmm. but when it comes to disciplining the children, I don't, and also even nap time. People are like, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't come to Mason's birthday party. That's, no, you know, that's no, Sophia's that nap time. I'm like, crazy. well, then have her nap an hour earlier or later. Like for us, for me, mm. it's like he'll nap when he's tired and then he'll get up. And if we have something to do as a family, he'll just come with us. I, My husband's like, D- you're going to wake the baby. I'm like, yes, he's a human. I'm going to wake him and then he'll go back to sleep later. I mean, that's it's refreshing me. to hear though because my sister, I don't have kids. Again, this is Christine. I don't have kids, but a lot of people around me do. And my sister and everybody else that I see, it's like this. I don't remember my parents being like this. I remember so them taking me to like Jones Beach with like a playpen and letting us stay all day and change our clothes there. And that was the day. And now it's like there's rules and sleep and nap and do and don't. Well, and I can't believe how it's, you know, like back to basics maybe. I think much like a different diet and a different workout regimen works for each unique individual. We are all individual. Like you always have to do with parenting what works for you and your family and your individual situation at that moment. It's very yogi. Um, <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Be in the present. I think for me, I got I, – well, first of all, I'm – very controlling. Um, I have like color coordinated underwear drawer folded. Like it's, I really need everything organized to make everything else that's chaos feel manageable. Um, but I had twins first and it's like, if you don't regiment the crap out of their schedule, you're up 24 hours a day for the whole like first two years of their lives. So like, yes, they had very specific nap times and like it was to the minute. And so were the, you know, like the feedings. And so we're like, so I and that worked for us totally. But yeah. you know, and but but my husband is the polar opposite. Like he couldn't be more opposite. Like we had to go to marriage counseling to talk about what our kids were going to eat because <laughs> I am so crazy about food because I've read every study under the sun about what causes cancer and this and that and blah, 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 you know. And he's like, I don't want them to be the weird kids. <laughs> and I'm like, it's normal to be healthy, right? So you know, I think. There's a lot of give and take. Absolutely. Absolutely. In my opinion, like the type A thing, like it works. Okay. So like it works in my romantic relationship. It also works amongst the four of us co-hosts. Yes. Because I think that there's an element of being type A that's great in that the spirit here for the four of us in this show is like, Okay, what needs to get done? And everybody vol- just volunteers to do it. And then somebody will just do it. But you guys shirking. all do more than me, though. I think I'm aging no, out of my type no. A-ness. Everybody, no, but like the point is, is that 
Because, you, you know, you, you have a, like, you're going to your job. So like, everybody knows that if someone else is busy, someone else will get it done. With my husband and I too, it's like, we both volunteer. Nobody is shirking responsibility. I think it's very hard to be type A if the other person would take advantage of that. Mm. Does that yeah. make sense? Totally. Yeah. yeah. Totally, totally. What does the A stand for? Anal, asinine? Like what, what does the A stand for? I don't question. But I like oh, that we well, can a, type like a, anus, a student. And it, it really doesn't sound good. Like what? what if, we keep saying, like, oh, my type anus. My type <laughs> it does anus. not sound good, guys. It does not sound good. No, but for real, what does it, does it just the just means? But, like for, maybe like, somebody who gets straight A's is type A. Like I don't know, you study and you like to work. Jenna, you got to know. know this. I feel like you're so smart. Factoid. No, I, I I I turn into a vulgarian just for a split second. I thought it was a type ass something. Right. I, right. I, yeah. That's what we all sometimes seem yeah. to be running around with like chickens with our heads cut off. I yeah. don't know. I actually don't know what the type A is. More to Google. Yeah. Wait. So Google. your adorable mom just called right before this. We started this podcast. So Sweetheart. question. Yeah. Did you learn your? I'm going to say type anus again. <laughs> Did you learn your type A traits from, from your parents? Absolutely not. My parents are late back and easy and maybe that's why did yeah. you like counteract awesome. that I, i'm the black sheep of my family i'm the most athletic i could they put you could put me on stage in third grade i was in i was in third grade i grew up out of the country i grew up in haiti and i was on stage doing a play and i had to introduce what was happening behind us and the curtains never open and third grade i filled for 15 minutes basically doing stand-up comedy and no, my mom looked at my dad and my dad looked at my mom and it was very obvious at the time you know, she's going to be, she's very comfortable. She's going to be in television in some capacity up there. So they sort of knew from the beginning that it was going to, uh, you know, and I used to tell people doing sports, so I was always athletic and I was always theatrical. So it was a nice marriage of the mm-hmm. two, which was a nice way of saying that was the only job that they offered me. And so I took <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, I, I, rocking job. But I also think. It doesn't sound from listening to you that we're all type A with everything. Like you're, right. Jamie, you're not type A raising your kids. No, I'm type A with work. With stuff. work. I Period. mean, Christine, you, I don't you're know. not. I get. I have like weird. But like you'll eat dinner at nine thirty. Some people. What, what, oh yeah. No. So you're not type A right. with maybe your. You know. You're, I'm type A with like how I feel as a human, like my body. Hmm. So like I'm like if I want to eat fries. <laughs> and wine, like I did last night. I'm more type A about like I want to be happy and give myself what I need, but. Be, I guess that doesn't make sense to be healthy about it. But it's almost like just sort of like intuition and making myself feel better that way, if that makes sense. But I also sure. am very healthy and regimented. So I guess what I just said doesn't make sense. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, it does. But I, I, I just think it's funny that we – I don't know if it's that we're picking what's most important to us or yeah. where we feel we have the least control. That's mm-hmm. where we're type A. Mm-hmm. I mean, when it comes to my fitness and my diet and my, you know, my, my health and regimen, all of it, I'm type A. But when it, you know, when it comes to other things, I kind of just let them go and I'm, and I'm okay with not getting it done or waiting or procrastinating just a little bit. And somehow I've, you know, I've sort of been able to figure out in my head what's important, what's not important. Maybe it is and it isn't, but in my head I've reconciled like what means more to me or what's more important for me to have a stranglehold grip over. Like, are there certain things you're more, whether you call yourself type A or not, just more. I would say this. I think that. I think that after having some crazy life experiences, like losing my dad to pancreatic cancer in a five-month span, realizing I don't actually have control over anything ever was a real wake-up to me that what am I trying to to be a perfectionist at? What am I trying to actually control? Because guess what? Mm-hmm. I have none. So let me just try to find the yang in every day and be happy with my decisions and do the best that I can in that moment and be present and let it all kind of shake out. Yeah. 
Well, that. I, I really like that, but I have, I have one more question. Helpful. I have one more question <laughs> uh, that has to do with all of this, and that is, do you have a tip for us and our listeners and our viewers on how to gracefully say no to the to, to this, like, financial panel? Like, do you have a way to gracefully say no? Because, like, I hear that phrase all the time that, like, no is a complete sentence. But, like, could you imagine somebody being like, we'd love to have you as the keynote speaker for blah, 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 and you just, like, writing back an email? No. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, like, right, do you right. have a – I mean, you know, now, of course, whatever I say, someone's going to be like, oh, oh. when I hear that, <laughs> right. dang, I know. Sorry. No, 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 of course. <laughs> Listen, time. Yeah. It's – once you have kids, time yeah. is, is so important and it's such an important commodity and we have so little of it. And, you know, we all have the same amount in a day, but some of us have more to do within that time span. So I usually use time as an excuse or a prior engagement. Nothing sexy. Just, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's generally where I go. But what if they like open the invitation and they're like, any time that works for you? Yeah. Agent. Then I have oh. agents. Uh, yeah. Agent gets on the phone <laughs> yeah. and said it's not it's not the right project for mm-hmm. her or something. So that's like that. delegating, though. Yeah, so that's it's delegating. delegating a conversation that maybe isn't right for you to have to oh, the right person. I, I cannot have every conversation. Yeah. Like if I could break up over text, if I could like <laughs> say no to things, I would do every over social media. I would anything to put a barrier between. That's hard to do. The yeah. confrontation. Jamie and is able the to queen no. of the hard conversation. Oh, I'm so obsessed good. with well, Jamie's yeah, hard so conversation good. skills. I was in PR for 20 years, so like I got paid to have like shitty conversations with people that were paying a lot of money like to have to deliver like not so great news and um no this job that pays well it's okay but um no honestly it it is a skill and it is one that you really need to develop um really getting the chutzpah to walk in and do it it comes it takes being prepared it takes really walking through the conversation like Mm -hmm. i sat like Mm -hmm. we had some conversations recently like i've sat on the phone with my girls talked it through we really discussed it um found I, I like to say that you serve people a shit sandwich so it's like you know a compliment and then the bad news and then you wind compliment. it up with a compliment again. but like it really is a skill but i also can i just give a little tip to our listeners out there because not everybody can afford an agent a publicist a manager a personal assistant just create a second email address that is assistant at your business <laughs> yes. okay and answer from that email address because sometimes oh you cannot be the first line of defense you yeah. have to just yeah. go into another persona and have a tough conversation not as yourself if you are an entrepreneur you know i would even maybe create one that says accountant at yourbusiness.com for for bill collection it is an, it is important because you should not be the person having all of those conversations if you have to though just do it. Just suck it up and say, this is the one thing. You know, I always say, do one thing every day that scares you. Mm, and people yeah. just hear it as a line or a fun thing to put on Instagram. But <laughs> but do it. Yeah. Do it. Say, today's the day I'm going to do this one thing. You know, totally. and it's going to say, thank you for thinking of me. I can't tell you how much it means to me that you'd want me there. Unfortunately, this just isn't the right, this just isn't the right project for me, but it means a lot that I was, you know, tops on your mind or whatever it is. And then you hit send and then just be done with it. Don't guilt trip yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't waste any more energy thinking about it. People say no to me all the Mm -hmm. time. And yet somehow I feel bad saying no to other people. And I say, why does it have to stop with me? And it's not, it shouldn't be a negative. Just because you're saying no shouldn't be a negative reflection on you or who you are. You know, you're, you're older than age 15 now. Right. You get to make decisions that are best for you mm-hmm. and what's right for you and the time that you have allotted and the passion projects that are important to you and the people that you want to surround yourself with. And we're, we go through this thing where we're, so, I mean, I, I know I'll speak for myself. I don't want to speak for anyone else. I get 
worried, well, how they, if I say no, it's going to make me look bad or I'll just suck it up and hang out with, you know, <laughs> do this project with people that I don't love. I don't need to do that. I, I've worked too hard in my mm-hmm. life to have to do that. And I that. also find sometimes people respect the no. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it opens a different door. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, oh, that's not right for you. Good to know. Okay. Me, and then they're going to come back exactly. to you with something else. They're going to introduce, like, mm-hmm. no can become a yes later. Yeah. 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 I agree. Love it, guys. Well, Yay. this has been awesome. I mean, I could talk about this for yeah. like nine years because yeah. it's literally like the bane of my yeah. existence. But <laughs> thank you, Jenna. So we always wrap up with two quick things, right? So we're going to do the first one now. And I always like to joke that this is where things get really serious. So I'm going to ask you three <laughs> very difficult questions in our lightning round. Are you ready? Okay. I already know the answer to the first one. Morning or evening workout? Morning. Okay. Am I the only one? Yeah. <laughs> End of day. Then I told you after the normal Kamali yes. episode, I've been like inputting four o'clock like cross flow okay. sessions. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Mm. Uh, what is your favorite workout? Uh, so I do what's called a pyramid. It's my own workout. It's 10 exercises. It's 100 reps of one, 90 reps of the other, 80, 70, 60. They get harder as you get less reps all the way down to 10. Uh, it's about 11 minutes to 12 minutes. You burn about 100 calories. Amazing. If you can knock out five of those, you got a full out, no equipment, no space, hardly any time, and a ton of body parts that you nice. work, strength, cardio, all in one. Can you write that down for us? It's <laughs> yeah. a really good workout. I will give it to you for sure. <laughs> um, last one, coffee, tea, or matcha? Coffee. Okay, girl. Yeah. Love coffee. it. Okay, and our last segment is called... Karma Call. <laughs> Megan right. just says it really well. Um, but I'm the yogi, <laughs> and well. karma is a Sanskrit word that means action. Okay. So we ask all of our amazing guests what your one small change that people could make that would have a great impact on their life. So an actionable item that everyone listening and watching could do. Very, it doesn't have to be groundbreaking. Um, well, in line with my getting back to simplicity just a bit, um, I find that the, the question that people most have when they talk to me is, well, I, you know, I want to lose weight. I want to get back in shape. You know, what do I do? What do you eat? How do you eat? How do you eat? How do you eat? And I say, well, how do you eat? And they don't really know how to answer. They're like, well, like, what do you mean? Like, what do I have for breakfast? I say, okay, so don't say anything else. Three days, don't change one thing. Don't change a thing. Don't make any decisions. But for three days, write down every single thing you eat. I know it's simple. We've been doing it for years. We've gotten away from it. Food diary, whatever you want to call it. Just three days worth of everything. I don't care how much you eat. Send it to me. Okay? And then let's go ahead and read. I want you to say the words out loud. I want you to read it to me over the phone, every single thing you eat. You would be surprised how quickly you will change mm-hmm. just from mm-hmm. three days. You will, oh my gosh, at night, I, I needed that second <laughs> handful of M&Ms or mm-hmm. I, I had one cookie, but then it says here I had two and then three. Oh my God, I had four cookies. You will see how quickly you will self-correct just mm-hmm. by looking at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So many people are mindlessly going through life and they're not actually uh, taking sort of that presence and looking at what they're taking, you know, t- taking responsibility for what you're actually doing. So three day food diary. We did it a million years ago. Yeah. We stopped doing it. Look at it. Make changes based upon it. I love this love back it. to basics whole thing. Yeah. Such I great say, advice. I work, I write down my workout every day too. And it makes me feel a sense of accomplishment and accountability. Yep. Like every day. Yeah. Huh? And I, I do, do you know, I'm definitely going, but I just like it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm happy to send you guys out. some of the, th- I, what, my back to basic workouts yes, that I've done yes, yes. that I will, I absolutely swear love by it. and love. We got to share uh, them. send you a bunch of them. Sure. Amazing. Well, you can Yay. find stuff like that and more on Off The Gram Podcast on Instagram. We will be sharing that as well as other pearls of wisdom from Jenna. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Yay. Thank you, guys.
Bye. Thanks, Jenna.